Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you with Valerie Laurie Ministries proclaiming the Word of God. Thank God that I get another opportunity to be able to speak to you today and to proclaim what thus saith the Lord. I am hoping that you will find something that will help you with your life and that you will hear God speaking in His Word today. So let's just get right to it. Today we want to come from two passages of scriptures. We're going to be talking about Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And Philippians Chapter 1, verse 21, and it says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. And from these two passages of Scripture, we want to be talking about transitioning into the image of Jesus Christ. Transitioning into the image of Jesus Christ. If you stop and you look at life today so many things have changed in our world and so many things have come to pass that we find that we are changing and some of the changes that we are making we are making them because of things that we really want to do in life but sometimes we are changing also because we have no other choice but to change no other choice but to transition. It used to be that we could go and we could just spend money how we want to, wanted to, but now we gotta watch it with how we spend. We trying to make ends meet. We are in an unexpected place, but we're not in an unexpected place when it comes to God because none of these things have caught God by surprise. God knew that these things were going to hit us upon the earth that have hit us in the past couple of years. You might as well say three years with the virus and gas prices being high, food prices being high us quarantining for a period of time and now we've gotten down to the place where there's a problem with baby formula being available in the store. So there's shiftings and there's changes and transitionings that are taking place, but none of this caught God by surprise. So in other words, while the world seems to be out of control, and doing its own thing, God is still in control. And so what is going to be necessary and is necessary is for us that it's no longer business as usual. And then the power that we're going to need where natural things have failed, we've got to get to the place where we trust in God Almighty. In the book of Romans, it talks about be ye not conformed to this world, 
but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So you stop and you look at the world as it is now, and man has gotten to the place where the things that he used to know how to do or the things that used to operate for him, they are failing. But the one thing that has not failed, the one thing that has been consistent all along the way is the Word of God. And that is why God is wanting us to commit and to come unto Him. There needs to be a shifting and a changing of how we live and how we operate because God has a better way for us. So we find that in the writings and in the book of Philippians, primarily where we want to come from, that Paul finds himself writing in this letter that he is writing to the Philippian church and he's writing to them because there are some things that he wants to make sure that this church walks in and doesn't fail to have certain qualities that were represented in Jesus Christ. So here it is that Paul finds himself that he's now in prison, but he's writing to a Philippian church. He never, I guess he never expected to be put in prison. Sometimes we deal with both good and we deal with bad things that cause us to have to shift, that come out of the unexpected. Some things were planned in life, but some things weren't. And when things come out of the blue, it causes us to have to transition and to change. And so that's what I want to talk to you about. So Paul is writing this letter. And to the Philippian church, he's written this letter. Ephroditus is writing the letter. And Paul plans, because of his current situation of being locked up in Rome, but he has a church that's over here in Philippi that still needs to be instructed because he did not commit his life to God. He did not have the call on his life to let the things that God put in his possession fail. So that's the same way that God wants us to be. There is a higher calling from God that is on your life and that God wants you and I to be committed. So Paul's mind had been transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Paul had surrendered his life. He had been uh, a prestigious person in the Jewish faith. But as the story is told about Paul, Paul persecuted the church. Paul wanted to keep Judaism. Paul wanted to keep things just as they were. Don't you know that God is a progressive God? And when Jesus came on the scene, he came to present that kingdom of God. 
But somewhere along the way, that Paul, he ran into Jesus after Jesus had died on that cross, send it back up into heaven. He met Jesus on that Damascus road. And Paul was converted. Paul was changed. Paul, who had been the persecutor of the Christians, who had been one who consented to the killing of Christians, caused Christians to be killed. Now he had met Jesus on the Damascus road and God had told him, Jesus had spoken to Paul, telling him that it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. He had gone through blindness and he had to be met by by Ananias, whom God had spoke to in a vision. And he told him that Paul, whom had met Jesus on that Damascus road, had been blinded. And God told Ananias to go and to lay hands on Paul, who was Saul at the time, knowing that Saul had persecuted the churches and Ananias had heard these evil things, these evil reports about Saul. But God told him that he was a chosen vessel unto the Lord, that God was going to use him for deliverance of the Gentiles, that God had set him aside. So the job that Ananias had was to go and lay hands on Saul and he would be filled with the Holy Ghost. Ananias went to the street called Straight and there he met Saul and God after the laying on of hands to him restored his sight and he received the Holy Spirit. But now in the writing here in the book of Philippians. Paul has committed himself to God and he finds himself in a situation. And we in life can find ourselves in situations. So Paul is in prison because he has been preaching the gospel. Preaching the gospel, he's been converted. His heart is set towards God. And he finds himself locked up in prison. But just because he's locked up, just because he finds himself held captive, he still sees that there is a need to serve the body of Christ. So he's writing a letter. He's going to send, he's sending Timothy and Ephroditus. To the people that are over in Philippi because there's a work that still has to be done. Here it is that Paul finds himself in a situation and we as Christians, if we are born again and know Jesus Christ, we too can find ourselves in situations, circumstances. But God is telling Paul, you got to speak to my saints over in Philippi and he's speaking to the saints and he's speaking to the leadership the the deacons and the bishops he's got his heart is vested in the people 
He's got a deep love for the people of Philippi. And that's the way that God is with us. God's got a deep love for you, and he's got a deep love for me. And that no matter if we are born again, what we're going through, we're supposed to be working and occupying the kingdom of God here on the earth. Paul's letter to the Philippians, he wanted them to grow. He wanted them to be sincere about the things that they were doing. And he did not want them to walk in offense and be in such a state of mind in Jesus Christ until the day that Jesus Christ returns. Be sincere to be filled with the fruits of the Spirit, the fruits of righteousness, love, joy, peace. He wanted these things to be with the church in Philippi. He wasn't worried about himself because Paul knew that that present situation, that even though you might look at it from one point of view, that it was for the furtherance of the gospel and that Paul was set for the defense of the gospel. Because Paul was standing, others were preaching and growing in the gospel and walking with, without fear. But there's always going to be haters. And you will have haters that will be in your life too. And you know what haters are. They hate to see you progressing. They hate to see you moving in a positive direction. And so they, because of the evil, how some people perpetrated that they were good, but truly they were evil, they preached the gospel to add more harm to Paul. But Paul had a mindset to be about the kingdom of God business. And Paul looked at it this way. And he says it didn't matter to him whether they were preaching it out of a good heart and for good or they were preaching out of envy and strife and contention and insincere, hoping to cause him trouble. He said no matter how he looked at it, he looked at it from the point of view that no matter what they were doing, the word of God was being preached. And that's what he was pleased at. It is the vessel that may bring the word, but the power comes from the word. The power to shift and change lives comes from the anointing of God. It is nothing that you or I or any other Christian does. It is the power of the living God. It is God's power that is operating, that causes things to shift, that will cause things to turn, that will cause things to change. So he's walking, he's here in prison, but he's got a confidence that God can turn his situation around and that he's going to be able to go over to meet those in Philippi. But the assignment is given right now for teaching in the church and for 
transmitting that which Paul wants them to know is placed in the hands of Timothy and Ephrodetus. Paul is walking in a confidence, but Paul still knew that no matter what happened to him, if he was going to live, to glory would be to God because he would live as Christ. He would do the work that Christ said to do. He would stand up and he would defend the gospel. But he also knew that if he were to die, that was gain. Because while we are here present on the earth in the body, we are absent from the Lord. So no matter what happened to Paul, he knew that God was going to be glorified. He knew that Christ would be glorified. Whether he died or whether he lived, he knew that the glory still belonged to God. He would live for Christ and he would die for Christ. No matter what, the glory would be to God. So the mindset, this type of mindset is the way that God wants us to be. For us to live is Christ and to die is gain. So whether we live on this earth, we are to live and represent Christ. But whether we die, whether we die for the cause of Christ or we transition because it was the timing, anytime you die, it's the timing of the Lord. So when we die, that's our appointed time that death has come to us. Sometimes we may go a little early because We do things contrary to what we should do. But whatever the appointed day is, God knows the day. So Paul is walking in confidence and he's writing to this Philippian church. He's writing to the people that he loved. We got to put our confidence in God Almighty when things just don't seem to be working out for us. We can look around right now and things don't seem to be working out. When we find ourselves in troubling times and situations, when our backs are up against the wall, when we walk in humiliation and embarrassment, or people say, I thought you were all that and a bag of chips, and we may find ourselves as the laughing stock of the community. So we got to have our minds transformed by the word of God. And we got to let God come in and mold us and shape us into what he wants us to be. He says to let your conversations be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. So that means that we got to be standing in one spirit and in one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ and not to be terrified by our adversaries. Here it is that Paul is writing this to this Philippian church. And you can just take this to be the church that you're in. You could take this to be the church that you are, the part of the church that you represent because You have Christ in you, that hope of glory. So there ought to be a connection with you standing as one spirit with God, with you, with one mind, striving 
for the faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ, not being terrified by your enemies. You need to be walking in one spirit and in one mind. And that's connected to God. Jesus had that one spirit. Jesus had that one mind. He said, always I and the Father are one. And that's what we got to get to. That's how we got to shift. That's how we got to change. That's how we got to get to where God wants us to be. He wanted them to believe on him. Believe on Jesus. Jesus said that we were going to suffer. And here it is that in 2022, we find ourselves suffering some things. We find that some things that even in America, we thought would never happen to America or happening to America. And we can't change it. We can't shift it. Who'd have thought that over in America, over in the United States, that we would be under a pandemic of this magnitude? But what's where we find ourselves? We got to rely on now the things of the Lord. Should have been relying on it before, but we find ourselves in a predicament. So let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be in you. Shift now. Change your mindset and walk closer to God than you've ever walked before. That's what you've got to do. That is what the voice of the Lord is saying, and that's what's got to happen. Get close to God. So Paul and anybody that is preaching the gospel, any Christian that is living, it's called fight the good fight of faith. We got to walk by faith. We got to talk faith. We got to live faith. Faith has to be in your home. Faith has to be in your body. Faith has to be coming out of your mouth. And you only get that by conforming not to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Look at that caterpillar. And I've used this as an illustration before. That over uh, in the beginning, he looks like a worm, quite an ugly little worm. But then he goes off into a cocoon. And you can look at that cocoon as God pulling and changing and transforming that butterfly. That would be you when God pulls you unto him. And the word of God is wrapping around you. And you're hearing that word of God. You're going through things in life and God is operating and moving you. You're praying and you're seeking God. And you're being transformed. Jesus thought to do the will of God, to present that kingdom of God. My question to you today, who are listening to me, what are you willing to fight for? Are you willing to be laughed at? Are you willing to be talked about? Paul was. You willing to be backstabbed? Jesus was. You willing to be taunted for the cause of Christ? Are you willing to have people look at you and say, who does she think she is? Or who made him the king of the jungle? 
Or people will say to you, I remember when you used to be this and to be that. So Paul is trying to encourage this church, this Philippian church. Paul is trying to encourage them to go forward in God. Your preachers, this podcast, and so many other people are trying to get you to go forward. But Paul reminded them, be like-minded. You need to have the same love. You don't need to let things be done in strife. He's trying to keep this church together. He's trying to keep us as individuals going in the way of God. He says, don't let things be done through strife. Meaning, don't be angry and have bitter disagreements over simple things. Don't get violent with each other over conflicts. Don't stir up confusion. Don't operate in a self-glory. You got to be concerned about the welfare of other people as well as you concerned about yourself. You got to be humble. You got to realize that even though you as a Christian are in a position of royalty, you are still a servant of God. You are a son and a daughter of God walking in obedience. You are God's royalty, but you got to operate in a humility to show that you do respect and honor God. Christ was obedient unto death. This is the mindset that Paul had in him. This is the mindset that as we live from the beginning of our birth until the end date of our death, we need to be obedient unto Christ unto death. So in Philippians 2 and 12, we're talking about the changing and the transitioning of us into who God wants us to be. Paul says to work out your own salvation with fear and with trembling. You look at our bodies. How many of you have gone to the doctors to find out what's physically wrong with you? How many of you have had someone to come in and to work on your house to see what's wrong with your house when you're having issues and problems? How many times have you had somebody to look at your finances and help you out with your budgets? Well, in the spirit, it's the same thing. We need to examine ourselves by the word of God. Examine how we operating. How you operating? child of God. How you operating? Child of God. How are you operating? For me to live as Christ and to die as gain. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Paul tells this Philippian church, he says, do all things without murmuring and disputing. He's talking about the conduct that needs to be in us. When we do this, it prevents us from cursing our own lives. When we do things without murmuring and disputing, it doesn't allow us to open up a door for the enemy to come into our lives because of words we spoke with our tongue. It doesn't give Satan ammunition against us as he goes to seeking to and fro to see who he can devour. 
It keeps us blameless when we watch our mouths. It keeps us harmless when we watch our mouths. It keeps us without having to be rebuked when we guard what we do and say out of our mouths. It keeps us in a place where our lights are shining. God was working with Paul. God was giving Paul the words that he needed to say to the people. He had trained Timothy and Ephroditus, and they were faithful unto the work of the Lord, faithful unto the ministry. Ephroditus had even gotten sick trying to work ministry where Paul was lacking because of being in prison. Paul told them, and this is the same word that God would have for us. Paul said, beware of dogs. What are dogs? Dogs are those people that want to go back and eat the things and eat, it. Bible says, eat vomit. Things that Jesus Christ has delivered us from or go back and wallow in the mire. There were people that would teach about you had to be circumcised. But the circumcision that God is dealing with at this time then and now is that circumcision of the heart, not the foreskin, but is your heart circumcised for God. He says, beware of evil workers. These are people that lie, do ministry and lie, do corrupt things, speaking the word of God with half-truths and causing others to fall by their pernicious ways. Jesus is calling people to come to him and not to be an evil teacher. Jesus even made a statement in scripture that says that you make the people to become even more a child of hell. These are the evil workers, the workers that wanted to hold people back to the law. He says, beware of the concision, the cutting up and the cutting off of parts of the gospel, preaching parts of words and not saying all of what God meant in his word. Don't let others draw you back into things that Christ has set you free from. Don't let people draw you back when you've heard the word of God and you've made a commitment to God. Don't let them draw you back into old ways of doing things. He says, for we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Heart circumcision. That's what God wants. Hearts that are surrendered to him. Paul had losses from all that he had gained in his flesh. But because his mind now has shifted, because he's come into contact with God, he counted all this as dumb. He was okay with the losses that had come to his life because it was operating in the flesh. I want to know a question. If it's required of you to lose some things, to gain Christ, what will you give up? Are you willing to let some things go? Are you willing to turn it loose for God? We need to transition into that image of Jesus Christ. 
When people look at you, who do they see? Do they see a Christian? Or do they see a Christian on Sunday and they see somebody else totally the other six days of the week? Sometimes when God is doing certain things in our lives and causing shiftings to take place and rearranging things, we have to see it from God's perspective and not fall into thinking bitterly about what is happening in your life. Paul was willing to give up to know Christ. Are you willing to give up life as you know it so that you can better know Christ and do his will? How much of your life are you willing to give up for the Lord to fulfill destiny that you're called to? Are you willing to surrender? Paul said in Philippians 3, 10 through 11, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto death, even by, by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Sometimes in our society, people think that they have arrived and began to act what we call uppity and arrogant. Paul knew that he hadn't arrived. Paul says, not as though I had already apprehended. Either were already perfect. He knew he hadn't arrived. He knew he wasn't perfect. But he says, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Transition yourself into the image of Jesus Christ. Let him work for you. Let him work on you. Let him change you. Let him mold you. Let him shape you and fashion you into what he wants you to be. 2022, you will need Jesus Christ in your life. You need to be able to hear the voice of God. Let this mindset be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You got to be willing to walk in him. Don't become, let yourself be an enemy to the cross of Jesus Christ. Don't put Jesus dying on that cross to an open shame. Don't walk in self-destructive ways. Don't let your own lust and desires in your belly be what leads you. But let the voice of God Almighty be leading you and guiding you and directing your pathway. Let your conversations be those things that are worthy 
up in heaven. If God were to come and he were to walk in your house and you knew that it was God, can God be pleased with what he sees going on with you in your life? Paul tells them to stand fast. I'm telling you to stand fast in the Lord. I'm telling you to rejoice in good times and in hard times. I'm telling you to put a praise on your lips. Paul says to be careful for nothing. That means don't let things worry you and cause you to have anxiety. But in everything by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And as a result of you praying, as a result of you watching how you go through good times and bad times, as a result of your supplications, as a result of your thanksgiving, as a result of you letting God know your requests, the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So what's happening in this world, you don't have to lose your mind. What is happening with your finances, you don't have to lose your mind. What is happening with our government, you don't have to lose your mind because God is right there with you. Because God is right there with you. God wants you to focus in on him to be able to transition into the image of Jesus Christ. We got to focus on what God wants us to focus in on. He says in the word of God in Philippians 4 and 8, this is the letter that Paul is writing to the Philippians. We want you to think on these things, what is true. Think on things that are honest, just pure, lovely, and of a good report. If there's virtue in it and praise, these are the things that God wants us to think on. What you've been letting flow in your mind. What you've been letting flow in your mind. Don't let this world get you confused. The God of peace is with you. Paul said that in whatever state that he is in, he's learned to be content. In whatever state we are in now, is there still joy in your heart? When you have money, do you know how to go through? Paul says he knew how to be abased and he knew how to abound. So when you're going at a low place, do you know how to go through it with joy? When you got plenty, do you know how to go through it with joy? Everywhere and in all things, he says he was instructed to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. But this one thing he knew, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Can you do all things through Christ? who strengthens you? Can you go through hard times? Can you go through when your money is funny? Can you go through when you just don't know what to do, but there is a God up in heaven that is telling you what to do? Can you depend on God? Can you transition into that image of Jesus Christ? God, God, God says, can you hear my voice? Will you follow after me? Will you walk circumspect? Will you trust in me? Will you lean and depend on me? Will you give me your all? Will you tell somebody about me? Will you live for me? Will you not put my blood to an open shame? Will you open your mouth and let me speak through you? Will you pray to me? Will you intercede to me? Will you give thanksgiving? What are you willing to give up for God to transition into the image of Jesus Christ? Paul knew 
he talked to this Philippian church. And this church had supplied things unto him, had helped him in hard times, had helped him when no other church helped him. But Paul said that because of their faithfulness, he says unto them, but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. God will give you his peace. God will give you his joy. God will give you his wisdom. God will give you his strength. God will give you his foresight. God will give you insight. God will give you a word of wisdom. God will give you a word of knowledge. Hallelujah. God will put food on your table. God will heal your sick bodies. God can cause your marriages to go back together. God can help you to find that job, supply that job that you need when you're faithful to him. He looks out for us even when we're not faithful. But there is a promise in the word of God. Lord have mercy that if we serve him, God rushes to those who serve him. Will you go through hard times? Yes. Will you go through good times? Yes. Transition into the image of Jesus Christ. Know how to go through it. Know how to go through it and still walk out unburned, able to praise God, able to lift up your hands, able to give him the praise. Because in the end, All the glory belongs to God. No matter what happens in your life, when God brings you from this to that, to God be the glory. When God lifts you up up out of that mire clay, to God be the glory. When God changes your name, just like he changed Saul from Saul to Paul, to God be the glory. When you get the victories and you get that new house or you get that marriage or you get that new job to God be the glory when your churches grow to God be the glory when your body gets healed hallelujah to God be the glory to God be the glory when your children are saved to God be the glory when our governments humble themselves before God to God be the glory when our bodies get healed from cancer to God be the glory when we get these Degrees To God be the glory when we get new cars. To God be the glory when salvation comes. All belongs to God. To God be the glory. Paul says that he wanted them to salute every saint. That means that those who are Christians with us, we ought to honor them, to watch out for them. We ought to try to lift them up Keep them built up in Jesus Christ. In all these things, no matter the good times, the bad, we are to transition into the image of Jesus Christ. Let the peace of God be with you. Let the understanding of God be with you. His love, his divine protection, and surrender your hearts to God transform into the image of Jesus Christ. Be ye not conformed to this world, 
but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And know that, as Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. We must transition into the image of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Father God, thank you for being able to deliver this word of God. We pray, Lord, for somebody who is out there listening who does not know you as personal Savior. Father God, and if you want to know Jesus as your Savior, then pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died on Calvary's cross, and that you shed your blood for me for the remission of sins. I believe that you died and you rose again. And if you have said this and you meant it from your heart, you are saved. I urge you to go and connect with a church because there is something that you can get when you are amongst the body of Christ that you really don't get when you're worshiping at home on your televisions. There's something about being in the midst of the assembly. So find you a good church to go to. And if you can't find a good church to go to, listen to my podcast. And if you still can't find what you're looking for, listen to the preachers that are on church because it is the word that changes lives. So I just want to say thank you for everybody who took the time to listen to me today. And thank you for giving me the support that I need and helping me with the work of ministry. Well, until we meet again, this is Evangelist Valerie Laurie with Valerie Laurie Ministries and proclaiming the word of God. Until we meet again, be blessed and bye-bye.